part one chapter six of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part one the life of vira pavlovna in her parents family chapter six Maria alexievna of course did not even complain of yeroshka's refusal of the sleigh-ride after she found out that that mishka durak was not at all such a durak as she thought and that he had almost got ahead of her yeroshka was left in peace and on the next morning without meeting with any hindrance she started for the gostinui dvor it is freezing here i do not like cold weather said julie we must go somewhere else but where wait i'll be right back from this shop she bought a thick veil for vierotchka put it on then you can go with me without any fear but don't lift your veil until we are alone pauline is very modest but i don't want that even she should see you i am too careful of you my child in fact she herself wore her maid's cloak and bonnet and a thick veil when julie got warm she listened to all the news that vierotchka had to tell her then she told her in turn about her interview with storeshnikov now my dear child there is no doubt that he will make you an offer these young men are always getting over ears in love when their flirting meets no response do you know my dear child that you have treated him quite like an experienced coquette coquetry i am speaking about genuine coquetry not about foolish stupid imitations of it for they are disgusting like any other imitation of a good thing coquetry i say means sense and tact in the way that a woman treats a man therefore absolutely innocent girls act without meaning it exactly like experienced coquettes if only they have sense and tact maybe my motives will partly influence him but the main thing is your resistance however he will make you an offer and i advise you to accept it you who told me only yesterday that it was better to die than give a kiss without love my dear child that was said in excitement in moments of excitement it is true and good but life is prose and calculation no never never he is contemptible this is abominable i shall not lower myself let him devour me i'd sooner jump out of the window sooner go out and beg for bread but to give my hand to a contemptible low man no it is better to die julie began to explain the advantages you will get rid of your mother's persecutions you stand in danger of being sold he is not bad but only a little off a narrow man who is not bad is better than any other husband for a woman of strong character you would be mistress of the house she depicted the position of actresses dancers who do not love their husbands but reign over them this is the freest situation in the world for a woman except that situation of independence and power which society might grant to a legally married woman that is it might give her as much independence as an actress has towards the admirer of an actress she spoke much vierotchka spoke much they both got excited vierotchka finally became pathetic you call me fanciful you ask me what i want from life i want neither to reign nor to be subjected i do not want to deceive or to make pretence i do not want to regard the opinions of others to strive for what other people recommend to me without i feel the need of it i am not used to riches for myself they are not necessary why then should i seek them only because others think that they are pleasant for all people and consequently must be pleasant for me 
i have never gone into society i have not known what it was to shine and as yet i have no desire to do so why then should i sacrifice anything for a brilliant situation only because according to the ideas of others it is pleasant for what i do not feel the slightest need of i am not going to sacrifice i do not say myself but even my slightest caprice i want to be independent and live in my own way i am prepared for whatever is needful for myself whatever is not needful i do not want what will be necessary for me i do not know you say i am young and inexperienced that i shall change as time goes on well so be it when the time comes i shall change but now i do not want do not want do not want anything that i do not want but what do i want now you ask well i am sure i do not know do i want to love a man i do not know it was only yesterday morning i did not know when i got up that i was going to want to love you and several hours before i began to love you i did not know that i could love any one and i did not know how i should feel when i felt love for you and so now i do not know how i should feel to love a man i only know that i do not want to be anybody's slave i want to be free i do not want to be under obligations to any one so that any one should dare to say to me you must do something for me i want to do only what i have it in my heart to do and let others do the same i do not want to ask anything of anybody i do not want to curtail anybody's freedom i want to be free myself julie listened and was lost in thought and her face grew red but then she could not help her face growing red when she sat near a fire she leaped to her feet and said in a broken voice well well my child i myself should have felt that way if i had not been ruined but i am not corrupted by those deeds that are generally thought to ruin a woman not by what happened to me in the past what i endured and suffered not because of those things was my body given over to insult but because i was used to idleness to luxury because i am not strong enough to live by myself because i need other people because i try to please therefore i am doing what i do not like to do and this is wretchedness don't listen to what i said my child i have been trying to ruin you this is torment i cannot teach the pure without polluting it avoid me my child i am a bad woman don't think about society they are all bad there worse than i am where idleness is there is abomination where grandeur is there is abomination run run end of part one chapter six recording by expatriate in bangor maine